are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, Jeff. And you? I'm doing really well. Really well. It's uh, great to be uh, great to be chatting today. And um, I think, yeah. Uh, I think today's guests are really going to um, shine a light on a, a topic of conversation that we've chatted quite a bit about uh, at the Cooler Ring, uh, the, the dynamic of mergers and acquisitions um, within the manufacturing space is uh, is something we've talked about before. Um, I recall a great uh, conversation with uh, Trish at BW Paper Systems about yeah. uh, their um, track record of uh, of M and A activity and how it was a big part of their growth path, but I, I think today's uh, Cooler Ring episode might be the first one where we can dub in um, a boxing ring kind of bell at the, because we have uh, two people on the line today who used to be competitors, uh, but now are uh, uh, collaborators in this uh, new organization and. Uh, I don't know. Like before, we got, on, got you guys on the line. I don't know if there was any kind of arm wrestling or or anything of a sort. But uh, anyway, I'm going to let Jeff, uh, I guess, introduce our guest before I suggest that you guys are arm wrestling on the side. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't necessarily want to make assumptions. But uh, yeah, joining us today we have Corey Walsh, who is the marketing specialist with Vermeer MV Solutions, and Jake Jeffords, who is the director of marketing and global accounts. Now, Corey was formerly uh, or the company that Corey was with before they became Vermeer uh, was uh, Vactron, and uh, Jake was with McLaughlin Underground. So welcome to you both. Thank you for joining us in the Cooler Ring. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be on. Thanks, guys. And awesome. she's she's pretty scrappy, so you know I, I might <laughs> I might I might have the the height advantage, but she can she can hold her own with the. Arm wrestle. <laughs> there was there was no question in our mind, Jacob, who won the arm wrestle. Yeah, no, presupposed. So, saying that, uh, Corey, why don't you uh, kick us off and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, like you said, um, I was the marketing director at Backtron Equipment, and just a little history on Backtron: um, we were over twenty years old. We manufacture industrial vacuum equipment and vacuum excavation equipment. So that is our specialty. That is what we um, do in Okahumka, Florida. And most people, when you say Okahumka, they're like, where? So Okahumka, Florida, just about the only thing there is Vactron equipment. Uh, it's about 40 miles north of Orlando, Florida. So that kind of gives you a little bit of a, you know, um, area there where you can kind of see where we are uh, located. But I was the marketing director. And so my position there um, basically was to develop, you know, marketing strategies and different digital market campaigns through social media, our website um, with different targeted audiences, you know, creating lead generation, so on and so forth. So that was um, my role there. And I have been with Vactron for five years now. Fantastic. But a history about myself and Vactron. Nice. Uh, Jake, why don't uh, give us a tale from the other side of the corner? Yeah, so uh, it's like Corey said, we're small manufacturing space. We, we're out of Greenville, South Carolina, McLaughlin Underground. Uh, I've been in the underground industry for uh, right at 15 years. 
Uh, I'd worked with a Vermeer dealership in the past. My background in in college and school was uh, TV, radio, broadcasting um, with digital editing as my focus, but got into the equipment business. And I guess once I got the yellow iron in my blood, I couldn't get it out. I uh, really enjoyed selling the selling construction equipment through the Vermeer dealer network, uh, became a contractor for a bit, and then uh, dumped jumped into the uh, manufacturing space in Atlanta with uh, with another with a couple other manufacturers, um, both of excavator style equipment, hydraulic excavators. So really lended well with my with my background being in sales and uh, marketing, where I came on to McLaughlin about two and a half years ago and uh, took over a regional position. So I was over a sales territory, but also helping with the marketing facet of our company, uh, slowly gaining that ground and uh, took over sales and marketing and now doing a little bit of a global accounts and the marketing side too. So uh, we are an, another small underground company before Vermeer bought us. We were specialized in auger boring, almost a hundred years old. Uh, auger boring, coarse saws, piercing tools, locators, and vacuum excavation, which is the bulk of our, of our volume every year. But uh, we were really an accessory piece to a lot of the contractors that underground uh contractors that were buying Vermeer equipment anyway. So that's kind of a bit of a background. Very cool. Well, look, it's good to know that if uh, if our editing uh, capabilities go completely sideways here at Cool and we can't get this podcast to air, we can always tap you for your broadcast and digital editing expertise. <laughs> it was, it's very small. I was a, I was a uh, nighttime radio DJ out of college in Chattanooga, Tennessee for a very short time. Uh, so it was uh, pretty interesting. That 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 seems like a short time, but it seems like it also could be a good <laughs> sitcom. I mean, it had like late night radio in Chattanooga, which I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed like it. Uh, right. But we digress, uh, guys. I wanted to uh, dive in and just uh, chat through some because th- this um th- this transition. I mean, you're kind of just living through it now. So I guess let's start there. When, when when did this land on your laps? Because the marketers, uh, they're not the last to know, but they're not the first to know about these things usually either. I think the, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the beginning of November is where it really started to become a real news and for us to start putting things together for the launch and the uh, the announcement. Yes, that's correct. Did you know each other beforehand? I mean, obviously you were in the same space and, and competing and uh, and cross selling there, but uh, were you aware of each other more so? Yeah, I, de- I, I knew Corey, um, yes. and I knew a lot of the the employees with Vactron. I mean, we competed against each other, like you said, but we also, when we were at trade shows or we were at different training schools, uh, we definitely crossed paths a lot because we sold into the same dealership network. So Vermeer dealers across the U.S., actually the world, would sell our product, McLaughlin product, and they would sell Vactron products. So they had a choice between the two. So we were we were right in line with each other. We, we had a lot of the same products, and we also spoke, spoke a lot. So uh, this is, I mean, it's kind of uh, hard to know where to start here. Um, I kind of, my inclination is to go uh, as close to the customer as we can and talk about what's happening um, I guess, um, on that dealer network side and, and the, the dynamics there. I mean, it must have been um, uh, one of the first places to grab your attention. 
Um, it was just, you know, the, the fact that you're selling competing products via the same distribution channel. So, um, what were the, I guess the, some of the early, um, uh, considerations on your plate as you, as you turned your attention to that? You're, you're right on Carmen. I mean, that was extremely important for the dealers and the customers to understand that we're bringing two products together and two innovative companies that were in from the ground up from the vacuum excavation side. That was our core of both of our businesses. And we needed them to know that we had their back and that we wanted to be the easy button. We wanted to make sure that they were that we were easy to do business with as a whole together, just like we were separate. So really gaining that and we really wanted that that fire from our guys, from our field team, from everybody in the in the off front offices and the plants to know that we were together as one and really feel like that we were one big team trying to grab one goal and go after our, our competition together instead of fighting against each other. So far, um, I guess I, I'm always curious. Um, sometimes I, I find that the market is, um, is, uh, uh, easy. It's easier sometimes for them to get their head around a change like this than it is for people inside of the organization sometimes, or sometimes for, for the folks that are closer to it. Um, so I guess I'll put that question back to you. What, what, is, what has been your experience since those early days of, of, of November? Um, have you... Uh, uh, have you noticed a lot of uh, challenges with getting uh, people on the same uh, on the same team, uh, or conversely, have there been challenges on the customer side? How have you experienced that? The uh, I think the we and us <laughs> conversation happens a lot. You you slip up and say, "Well, wh- what products do you have available?" And it's not you anymore; it's a team. So just getting that getting that conversation going and making sure that everyone knows we we are together. That was, that was one of the difficult pieces. And, and we're still, we're still going through that. I mean, just little things like got some t-shirts and making sure all the factory guys have the t-shirts with the new logo, the new, the new uh, brand, um, just something really simple like that and making sure that they understand that they can come to us with questions. Customer wise, I think we're, we're right on. We're, We've got the same products. We're not delaying. We're not. Uh, we're not changing anything right away. We're making sure that we've got the same things that got us to both at the point we're at now, to where we're the market share in vacuum excavation together, and we know that we're going to be able to attack the market too. Yeah, it's always interesting that the seems like sometimes in, in a weird way the customer side is easier. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't know whether it's just because uh, internally we're just so close to it, you know, or maybe bought into it more. And so therefore the change becomes harder. Yeah. It's, I mean, when I was at Vermeer Southeast, I was at the dealership level in Atlanta and I sold equipment on the every day, hauling the machines behind my truck. Our director of sales, Brian Scholey was my regional manager for Vactron. So I sold Vactron equipment to customers every day. And he, it was great to have him in the truck. He taught me how to use this machine. You know, fast forward 12, 13 years later, we're competing against each other. And now we, we spend more time than 
<laughs> with each other than I say sometimes I spend more time with Brian and talk to him more than I talk to my wife <laughs> because we we it is a it is a constant making sure that we are we are definitely the market knows we're we're here and that we're doing it together. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's bit.ly slash sample ABM. Very cool. Guys, let's um, let's break this up a little bit. Let's talk. I, I want to talk about some of the practicalities about merging the marketing together of these two organizations. I'd like to kind of step one level up above that in some way and talk about the coming together of the brands uh, to help power that marketing and maybe one step even above that. Um, uh, the the coming together of these of these cultures. So um, let's start at the culture side. Uh, what are some of the early initiatives that you're undertaking undertaking to to ensure that the cultures um, uh, I guess have a have a, a joint view of what the future looks like? I think really the the early initiatives are uh, have really been supported from the Vermeer side. So coming from Iowa. Uh, we have dealer year-end meetings. We have uh, different training sessions that come through that they've allowed us to be have a voice where before maybe we didn't have as large of a voice there. We're able to have a voice and make sure that all of our dealerships know what our direction is. Um, so that's kind of an outward-facing inside uh, Christmas party. Uh, some of our, our CEO, our former CEO, Mary Andrea, coming down for a book signing, just getting everyone together. It, it really has been a, a full force of how Vermeer can help bring the two companies together. Um, and that really leans on the marketing too. You know, Corey and I worked with the Vermeer marketing team for the launch, uh, for the big announcement. So we wanted to make sure that everything was right on point with what their standards were and how we can make sure that that, that, uh, that piece and that for first voice of us together was the right was the right move. How have you seen that inside of uh, the former Vactron company, Corey? Yeah, I I mean I agree with what Jake just said. You know, when we did when we were preparing for the launch. I mean, it was it was amazing to see the team from Vermeer Corporate, you know, in Iowa, um, just come right alongside us and apply us with their team and everyone, you know, um, from their video to their communications and, and the CEO and so on and so forth. I mean, everyone, it was just, they came right along with us and, and helped us and, and that transition and getting that, you know, the message out there so that every single employee, whether it was at Vactron or whether it was at McLaughlin, or even Vermeer corporate, you know, everyone had the same message and everyone could feel like that they were now going to be a part of this bigger family, you know, the Vermeer family and bringing all the cultures together and, and the companies together as one, you know, just, I think that, you know, it, it's been a tremendous ride so far and we're just beginning, but, but I do feel like 
the transition so far culturally and just bringing us all together has been great. Let's um, talk about those dynamics a little bit because it's it's clear that Vermeer is is quite a bit larger. I, I don't know if our listeners would have an appreciation of the scale, however. So uh, perhaps you can uh, fill us in. Uh, how how big is Vermeer uh, uh, from an employee count, et cetera, versus uh, um, both McLaughlin and Bactron? I believe Vermeer's employee count is in the upper 2,000 range, uh, 26 to 2,800. I could be off a few few people here or there, but uh, McLaughlin's are right around 120 employees, and Vactron is around the same also. So it's really a transition from uh, a company that can feel probably a lot like a family to something that inevitably has to feel a bit more corporate. It, I kind of equate it where you're and this is talking from experience where you're at a, a small high school and then you're going to a big college, there's going to be a, a change. There's going to be an adjustment. But any, any way you go, you go to any college, you go to any school from a university, from a smaller high school, you still find your pocket of that family atmosphere. And Vermeer does a great job of the entire company makes you feel welcome. Uh, there's There's always been... It's been that push and that it's been a pull from us from needing information. So if we need something from Vermeer, we ask and they help us and they've got way more resources than we do. Um, so that's been a great help. And I, I don't think that there's a, a big corporation feel. I think there's a, man, this is going to help us get better feel. That's where, where I think we step back and look at it. And, and we, did, we did a great job, both of us did, both Factron and McLaughlin in getting to the points where we were for a large company to come and and buy us and merge us together. But at the end of the day, we did something right. And we want to make sure that we still stay. That's, we have that small town feel, but then we're going with small school feel. And then we're going to get up into the large, the large uh, company. I think that analogy is uh, pretty spot on for anybody that's lived it. Uh, I guess I've been there as well, growing up in a small town. Uh, so uh, it uh, resonated with me. I appreciate that. Um, Curious, Vactron versus McLaughlin, when you were competing, what were the differences? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I've been both, both companies put out quality product and things of that sort. Um, but what would you have called upon as the competitive differences between the companies in, the, in a past life? You know, it was, it's kind of an interesting story because I think there weren't a ton of differences. Uh, I know that sounds very politically correct to myself now because now we're one, but I think that the the main thing that we we did at McLaughlin was a little different. Um, is we had we had three or four more products than Vactron did, so we specialized in a full suite of underground equipment, where Vactron solely focused on Vacs. Um, and both, both, if you looked at both of the business practices, you could say, man, that's great to have a, a breadth of equipment and a breadth of options where if your vacuum excavators are taking a down a bit one year, you can focus on your utility locators or your piercing tools or your auger boring or your core saws. But then there's also a good look at Vactron of having just being focused directly on vacs so they know inside and outside of that market. So there's there's a good a good look at both of the differences in the companies, and uh, we I'm sure there's features and product benefits that we really focused on when we were competing head to head that would tr- we would try to separate ourselves. But 
we both were great at customer support and great at servicing the dealers. And we made both quality machines. So I think that that was what Vermeer liked about both of us. It's interesting to me because were I chatting with either of you uh, before the merger, I would have been probably as a marketer urging you to be more different from the competitor that you're now working with, right? But in some weird way, um, the the somewhat lack of differentiation between the the two firms uh, probably assists in making the uh, transition to uh, uh, to this new world easier. You know what's cool about the the differences too, and Gory can talk about about this, but uh, Vactron really focused on a different style of marketing than we did. So I've learned from Corey and how she brought more and more of the SEO, more and more of the the ad side to driving those leads to the website and to social media and really helping create and cultivating leads for our dealers, for their dealers at the time. And was ours too. And we did, we did too. We just did it a different and more of a traditional setting. Ours was more print and digital ads through publications. So we've really kind of been able to take those two pieces and merge them together. So we're going to take same amount of of resources that we had before from McLaughlin and same from Vactron, and we've merged them together into V Solutions, Vermeer and V Solutions. So it's pretty been pretty neat. I've learned I've learned from Corey from that side too. Corey, take us through that. It sounds like you uh, you were ahead of the game here on the digital side of things pre uh, uh, pre merger. So um, uh, I guess how has that been um, trying to bring the other folks up to snuff? Well, like Jake said, I mean, you know, we both have learned from each other in different aspects. And we at Bactron, we did try to focus a little more um, what we call in-house marketing and kind of keeping it where we were doing more of the digital and the social media. Um, We were trying to focus with SEO and our AdWords campaigns and our social media and, and mainly through Facebook when I say social media. And we were, you know, using those resources there that you that you have on the back end to to target your audiences and your markets. And so we we had been doing that for probably about two, two and a half years where we really started to kind of shy away from print. Um and just move it more into into this area, and for us, it it was working really well. I mean, we were we were having great success with it, especially with the lead generation, like Jake mentioned. Um, you know, we regularly we probably um, I think I just did a little um, uh, uh, report the other day where we basically had pulled about 176 leads just in the last two and a half months. And that's huge for a company, you know, especially a Vactron size. Um, so we're, we were and still are doing, you know, a great job at that. And and like Jake said, you know, on their side, they were still kind of focused more on the print and digital marketing through their publication. So we've been able to take those resources and kind of work together. So we're still doing both. You know, we're still we're still using their efforts that they were doing and we're still using our efforts that 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 we are doing so that we really don't lose anything in this transition period too. You know, we're still receiving the leads and 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 um, still focusing on those in-house and getting those out to our, our sales reps out there. Um, but 
it has been a little different, you know, and we're just fortunate now that we, that we kind of are working together as one. And like he said, you know, coming together with both of us and, and having the different backgrounds and being a competitor, it, it really has been amazing to see that we have come together, that we can work together. And we now can focus on our outside competitors, whereas before, you know, I, I was trying to to beat McLaughlin there, you know, and, and make sure that we were, you know, ahead of the game in every area, you know, whereas now we can we can focus together and be one and now go after the outside market, which is really where we should have been in the first place, you know. So Vermeer has done an amazing job at, at what, you know, they have accomplished by you know, purchasing two and making us one. And now we move forward and, and now we can go on and, and uh, really hit the market and, and do some amazing things. So it has, it, that was one of the, the major differences, but, but we both are learning and we both are, are, are still doing an amazing job. I feel like, you know, in, in the market. I think one of the things that, that will be telling and, and interesting for you as well, you know, you're, you're basically moving from, you know, if you want to compare it in nationalities, you know, it's like, Canada to the U.S. <laughs> like many, many times uh, the size. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the marketing initiatives are driven by the larger corporate uh, mandate, you know, and and how they do things as you merge websites and bring the brands together. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how you can kind of bring those unique skill sets and previous strengths to uh, you know, to the market as a new as a new whole entity. Yeah, I'm curious too, um, Jake. If you've found, um, you know, as I as I listen to Corey speak of that, I think a lot of um, folks may 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 listen to her and say, "Geez, you know, it seemed like maybe um, Vactron was uh, getting uh, pretty in touch." With how buyers are are, are discovering uh, their buying options these days uh, and beginning that buying journey, um, uh, so I guess have you do you feel like this is uh, maybe helping you accelerate the the learning on on that side of things um, uh, as a coming from a I guess a, an environment that was a little bit more. Uh, perhaps prone to traditional marketing methods? You know, it was cool. The first time I went down to uh, Okahumpka and walked in the factory and Vactrion, I felt like I was kind of spying. I didn't feel like I, I should be there because um, <laughs> it's been so long and I'd we competed. And um, I, I feel like we, we kind of opened up each other's playbooks <laughs> and we said, look, this is what we've been doing for this many years. And this is what's worked really well for us. And then you come to South Carolina and you do the same thing. This is what's done. This is what's worked really well for us for the, for the past few years. Uh, we've, we spent more money in a, in a trade show environment. Maybe our booth would be bigger or we put more equipment there. Uh, we would shift our, our budget to a, a different focus. So like Corey said, where her focus was a website driving leads to that website and doing digital we did take a more traditional approach. And that's that's from a 98-year-old company that was just getting to where we could slowly turn our ways. And now we, we're right on pace with with the rest of the, the market. So the, the, the playbooks were opened. 
and we learned a lot. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say, you know, I, I'm I'm always want, willing to learn. And there are some things that when we laid out uh, the budget and we sat down for the first time and said, look, you know, what's the money look like? What, where are we going to put our dollars and our spend for our marketing efforts? What's going to drive the best return? Because we all know, and I'm, I was a sale, I'm a sales guy too. So I'll, I know that my bosses and any management look at marketing as we've got to spend that money to make it as a percentage, but I need some proof. I need some results. And that's where we want to get. We want to get our best spend for the best amount of money and make sure that we're driving those leads and driving that, that to, and make, and really creating that great brand awareness, especially right now. We, we got to make sure we, we do honor to Vactron and McLaughlin, but we also help spur off the new Vermeer V Solutions brand too. Yeah, navigating that uh, brand transition over the next while uh, will obviously be a a big focus uh, for you all, as um, uh, as I'm sure uh, the retention of equity, uh, brand equity in those you know 98 year old company um, and, and 20 year old company at Vactron uh, uh, should not be dismissed either. 20 only seems like a small number when it's next to 98, <laughs> but uh, um, the company being around for 20 years is no small feat either. And uh, uh, I, I, I really look forward to seeing how. How that uh, that continues to to come to life under the Vermeer brand. Vermeer has done an awesome job for us. They've uh, they really haven't put. And I know one of, one of the questions was, or one of the comments was about how the corporation could could change how we do our marketing. They've been amazing uh, for letting us do do things we do and what we've done well. And we've actually done. We've actually hopefully taught them some things, how we've done a little bit on a smaller scale, um, you know, be a little bit more agile, be a little bit more nimble, uh, do some things a little different. And we are constantly talking about how we can use their resources. And hopefully we want to prove to them that we were a small company, but both of us brought value in that space too. Yeah. And I would really uh, think that um, for folks uh, that have been marketers in a 120 person company, uh, the amount of time that you would have spent uh, being customer facing or working shoulder to shoulder with sales folks or what have you, uh, it would just be a, a more intense level of experience in doing that than what you might get in a more uh, corporate marketing environment, such as what might be happening at Vermeer. Not to say that they're out of touch in any way, shape, or form, but that they uh, they may not just not be as uh, scrappy as and and as inclined to uh, get their uh, uh, get their hands dirty as you guys had to be. That's for sure. And my gut would, yeah, my gut would tell me that that would um, that, that 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 would come. There would be a lot of learnings that would come with that that you'd be able to uh, lend to the Vermeer team. Yeah, levels levels of uh, employees. Just with a larger company, you have more resources. So, uh, where they're they might have a team of people. Corey was buying the media, doing social media, doing everything herself from the marketing side. Um, same, very similar from for me. We had a agency a, a help, but we were also doing a lot of our own uh, media and marketing. So now we're we we can get that done ourselves, but. Now we're able to use their resources too, so we've we've le- leaned on them a pretty good amount to to help us figure out to be more to be more efficient in their processes too. 
I, I think, you know, the, and the biggest question of all is um, all three companies use yellow for the trucks, but is it the same yellow? You know, this like, is the designer is, asking Is the a Pantone question. color going to be the same or who wins in this battle? It is, it is. It is every everything is a Vermeer yellow. There is a specific yellow for sure. So we uh, we abide by the brand guidelines, and we have, the cool part about it is we've done that for years. Both of us have. So right now our our vacs are both branded, and our equipment is branded Vermeer by the specific company. So we we've actually got a leg up where we're we've already built that equity in our vacuum excavators where it's got a Vermeer logo on it. Now we're just slowly building those machines together <laughs> that's fantastic we'll try of getting the color aligned in advance as we uh, <laughs> as we reach the uh, end of our time together today i wonder if each of you would share maybe just uh, one parting piece of advice if uh, I, I guess i'm just putting myself in the shoes of of a marketer who um, is sitting at their desk on a Tuesday morning and then all of a sudden they find out that the company's being bought and they need to start uh, uh, working with their uh, competitor or or what have you on, on, on forging a, a new direction and a new way forward. Any, uh, any bits of advice you might uh, give to somebody in that situation having just been there? Uh, I would say embrace it and go with it because I feel like I said, you know, earlier, being able now to really truly focus where Vermeer was both of our dealer, you know, and so now we come together as one and we're able to actually accomplish so much more and we're able to really focus on the market that's there and being able to you know, against some other competitors that are out there and build our brand and work together um, as a family and as a larger family. So, so for me, I think just, you know, and and if you're speaking as just when you hear that you're sitting there and you're like, okay, so now, you know, instead of focusing all your attention and efforts in a sense towards beating McLaughlin, now you're going to partner with McLaughlin and we're going to become one. So for me, truly, it was like, and we knew, and just like Jake said, you know, earlier also, we saw each other, you know, um, quite a bit throughout the years and, and we would see each other. And there was no animosity, even though, you know, they truly were our, our biggest competitor. There was no animosity there because McLaughlin had a great team. They had great guys, you know. Um, and so we knew them on a personal level like that. And, and so even though they were our competitor and even though, you know, at the end of the day, we wanted, we really wanted to, you know, um, beat them out per se. Um, it was, it was a sigh of relief in a sense for us. I mean, it really was, we were able to take a deep breath and say, Oh, now we can go do what we're really supposed to do and focus our efforts where they need to be. And that's out there. So to just embrace that. And there's so many new things that come along with that. And, and like he said, you know, we're able to learn from each other. We're able to take the, the good and the bad, you know, and now move forward and make some changes, make, you know, make some adjustments and, and go out there and, and just do what we're here to do. 
Corey, I think that's some great advice. I think a lot of people in that situation sometimes maybe focus or find themselves uh, focusing on what they're losing or what have you, or what they feel they might be losing now that the company's changing hands or what have you. But uh, um, I think uh, I think that was a solid advice to more stay focused on what you're gaining. Jake, any parting thoughts? Uh, learn and listen, yeah, along with what Corey said about embracing. I mean, really, really be willing to learn because there's going to be things that you thought that you've done the right way. And it's just, it's a great opportunity to step back and really look at a self-assessment of what you've done as a person, but also what you've done as a, as a marketing team. Um, you know, how can you, how can you be like someone else or how can you be different, completely different than someone else? So there's just a lot, a lot to learn and uh, going through a Vermeer. I think that that's been a good piece for us too. Because they do things really, really well that we've never we've never done. So I, I would stress and urge anyone to never be complete. Always, always turn the learning on as much as possible. Very cool. I think, uh, guys, thanks so much for sharing your insights today. I know that uh, it, it's probably hard to even. Uh, find the time to, to pull away from uh, the work right now to take the time for this podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Uh, been, it's been great insight into, uh, in, in, into the, uh, the trials and tribulations of, uh, of such a, a merger. And uh, I, I wish you all the best with it. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to the cooler ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.